everybody. What's going on? It's me, Mrs. Bojangles. Another Saturday night. How's everybody doing? I got through another week of life. Right? It's getting harder and harder. It's getting harder and harder to get through life. But I did it. So did my cat. My cat got sick this week. I didn't know she had kitty COVID or what. But obviously, as you can see, Mrs. Bojangles is fantastic. I have this little Yoda bed, and uh, I'll show you. For the people that are listening on the audio, um, it's a Yoda bed, like a uh, cave, and she sleeps in it when she's uh, not feeling well. So all week she was hiding in it, and uh, now as you can see, she's all around. And for the, the people that are listening on the audio, my little Sphinx kitty is is happy to be alive and crawling all over me at this this particular moment. We took her to the vet and they were even pressed. They're like, where did you get this cat? Like it was an illegal <laughs> illegal thing. I'm like, no. What's going on, Brian's? I actually see one Brian right now. I'm not sure if I saw the other Brian yet. What's going on, Jose? What's going on, Trillionaire Director? What's going on? This is the, uh... Okay, we're still there. So I'll break it down. I had internet connections. We had people all on my roof today, and they cut all these wires. So hopefully nothing will go out, and we can go all the way through the show. But I have a very weak internet connection, so... We have a 50-50 shot, so if I get disconnected, you guys know why. Yeah, over here in in, uh, in America, I guess they can just go onto your roof and start cutting wires without asking any any questions. So ever since that, we've got a shittier um, Wi-Fi uh, signal, which sucks. But greetings, Brian. Greetings, Julia. Greetings, everybody. This is the last show of uh, the season. This is the 18th episode. I've been having so much fun, too. You know, this has been great. We've covered so many great topics and done so many fun things. They controlled the vertical. Yes. They control everything. They have the power of the, the grid and the interweb and all of that. It's not fair. Okay, well, since this is a season, you know, rehash, I didn't pick up any new songs. I just, uh, I'm gonna just rehash the stuff that I went through just spontaneously, you know, spontaneously through the season three. Can't believe I've done three seasons. When I started this, I saw somebody say, you know, you'll never get through 20 episodes of a, of a podcast. If you can't get through 20 podcasts, you know, episodes, like, you know, you, you won't succeed. But now I'm on like, what, 38 or something, 40 something, and 50, I don't even know. That's fun, you know? But I really do it because I try to pass the time in between when I get to play music and hang out with my buds again and all you. So, yeah, yeah. My cat likes it too, though. My cat likes the pandemic. <laughs> so I hope everybody's having a good 2022 so far. <clears throat> I'll tell you the one bummer that happened to me uh, today, obviously. Uh, Rachel Nagy if I'm saying that correctly, from uh, the, the Tr Detroit Cobras, she passed away, and they're one of my favorite bands. 
and I'm super bummed about that. Uh, I thought I'd see them eventually. I've been listening to them since their debut album. Uh, my friend Josh gave it to me probably around 2006 or something, and just one of those word of word of mouth things. And I remember downloading it to the computer and just having it ever since. And I I put it on this playlist about two years ago called the Doomsday Playlist, and that's my to-go playlist all the time. Like whenever I'm stressed out, I just go to that. And and uh, their their track I Wanna Holler is like the first. Uh, track on that so for the last two years I've been hearing that song constantly and you know you get attached to people's voices and you get attached to uh, you know the sound and I'm so bummed I'll never get to see them you know I mean, she was she was awesome it's trippy how you can get to know someone through just their voice you know but I don't know too many shitty people that have really good voices if you guys have any examples let me know <laughs> <laughs> you know but yeah she was awesome that was a great band um, I was really I'm really sad about that they had a, a big following and I don't know it's crazy it's crazy how precious life is I'm, I think she was 36 or something 38 or just too young too young she had so many more albums and songs to write we don't realize how life is so goddamn, you know, you know, precious. What's up, Cosmic Science Talk? I'm a big fan of you. I love Cosmic Science Talk. I love talking about life and, and just everything in general. Because nobody knows shit. We all think we do, but nobody knows shit. And the more we get to sit around and open our minds and create I think that's the way that uh, universe works just like that ending right and just right into this this song's called After You Die right what's going on Denise if you're still there I'm looking for a place close to your house not, not in the same neighborhood but we might be moving within range within like two miles so we'll see I'm going tomorrow to check it out might be leaving this studio for another another place it's time to get out of here the cats are you know getting bigger house is getting smaller it's time to head to a more mysterious place anyways so yeah this is the last episode of the season so it's kind of free form i don't really have a you know specific topic it's uh whatever you guys want to talk about it's uh just off the fly off the cusp just more fun spontaneous when i first did this show i was just trying to rip off the show called pump up the volume and I just remember Pump Up the Volume was just like, with Christian Slater, it was just like any fucking time it could come on, you never knew. And uh, I think in season four, I might just get into that more and not have such a set time at 11, 11 on a Saturday. It just could be at any time. Because uh, that's how Pump Up the Volume was, right? They didn't have a set time. It was just like, it could be five minutes, it could be 10 minutes, it could be fucking three hours. So I think I'm going to go more or less on that because the premise of the show really was kind of like pump up the volume. And if you guys haven't seen that movie, please do yourself a favor. Watch this cheesy, like early, <clears throat> early 90s or late 80s movie. That's when Christian Slater was at his best. It really was. The dude made me want to like cause a revolution. That's why I'm doing this now, you know? But anyways, guys, let me read some of the comments. <laughs> and also the cool thing is I get to meet you all and, and respond to you all. And you guys get to see my cat. I think I got this cat in this season. That's pretty awesome. And this is Bojangles I got in this, this season. I think the best thing in life is just 
keeping these cats in a happy place. Okay, okay, okay. She looks at me and says, shut up. I got to meet Danny Martinez. This is my show, by the way, Danny. This is What Does It All Mean podcast. This is my season uh, closer. Danny makes masks. I met him this week. He's uh, a fan of action figures, like so many of the people that listen to the show. Um, you know, it's interesting that the older I get, the more I return to the, the childhood things I like. And I'm sure that's just a part of life, you know? And I guarantee that's where all collections start from. And I've watched shows where, you know, really eccentric, wealthy people just have these crazy collections of just the most random things, like just the biggest Superman collection. Like, I think, uh, what's his name? Not one actor. Uh, Nicolas Cage has a Superman collection, you know? And, and I get it, because like, the things that you had when you were young it's like you have to sacrifice almost when you become a supposed adult. But when you hang on to those things and keep them even just in a mental state, you know, um, I got into Legos this season as well. And one of the most interesting things that I learned was that there's this thing called a dark period. And some people have a dark period and some people don't. And what the dark period is, is, you know, when you're six or seven, you're uh, playing with Legos, okay? And by the time you're like 12, you stop playing with Legos and maybe move on to GI Joes. And then, you know, say at the age I'm at now, uh, now I'm starting to play with Legos again. And they're more advanced, they're more, they're like adult Legos. And these things, and, and I went to the Lego store today and there was just nothing but adults. There was hardly any kids and we were all just talking about what we wanted. And, and I knew all these people had the dark period too. And it's almost like getting in touch with your inner child all over again. And I think a lot of us had a fucked up inner childhood, uh, our younger childhood, and we got robbed of it, and, you know, and kind of like the Michael Jackson thing where you gotta just grow up too quickly and you don't really get to play with your toys because all of a sudden you're just pushing this life way too quickly. And now, once you get older and you have a little bit more time, you know, if you don't have seven kids and five cats and whatever, it gives you a chance to, you know, look at the toys that, you know, you got to play with when you were a kid or, or even shit they didn't have when we were kids because the stuff that they have now is just far beyond. So... Um, Somebody's coming in. It's been an eon since I've seen that movie. Um, I'm gonna talk about, remind me about this, the, the one movie, um, oh yeah, dude, that movie is uh, that, and um, what I've been getting into also is is thrashing, which is, you know, another um, just cheesy, you know, skateboarding movie with uh, Thanos, I forget his name, uh, Josh Brolin and he's in it, and those, those just early, you know, 80s movies, 90s movies, they're so innocent, and they all have a good message, and kind of, kind of like overthrow the system, but in, you know, a positive way, not like how September or January 6th happened, like, more like infest the airwaves with art, you know, make people think, make them critically reassess why they're trying to bring down their children with their BS religions and their their BS politics when none of that really matters anyways you know and one of the things that really bums me out in the last year or three years is that the suicide rate is just at an all-time high and that bums me out because it just seems like people are giving up way too much and that bums me out I don't want people to give up you know I know it's hard and the world fucking sucks right now but I guarantee by 2025 which is a while but in 2025, all this shit should be gone, you know, and everybody's looking for 2023, and no, it's probably, gonna be, let's be honest, it's gonna be fucked for another three years, but once we get through that, if everyone can just stay here on the planet, no matter what they're going through, 
You know, no matter how lonely you feel, because I feel it too, hence all the goddamn Legos and the cats and all this fucking podcast bullshit. If we can just get through it together, there's going to be so much love on the other side. And I truly do believe in the roaring 20s. And I think that's going to happen for us. Everything just goes in cycles. And it's, it's no doubt that, you know, if you do your history, yes, the same shit happened to the people in the 20s, the 1920s. There was a horrible pandemic. People got all fucked up and, and people died. And then as soon as they came out of it, everyone got back together. It was the best shit ever. And that's going to happen to all of us. It really is. And I know people don't believe in that because everyone's dying, but that's not what this life's about. It's not about fear. It's not about death. It's about us getting together and getting ready for the aliens to fucking come and teach us some new shit, right? That's what I really think it's about. And I think uh, the more we bond together as, as, you know, we fight the narrative, you know, the racist narrative. You know, we fight all that and learn from each other. You know, I I was hanging out with a, a... a massage therapist today and she was from the south you know and this typical south person you would think you know and she said she she moved to southern california like probably 10 years before i was born and but she was from the south and and being here for so many years she just became cultured and but the 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 country girl was still in her but it was so awesome just to hear because i have come from this place so i feel that i'm cultured but me traveling outside of my comfort zone, even leaving Southern California and seeing the way that everyone lives in different ways is truly culture, is tr- truly richness. You know, like Anthony Bourdain, you know, speaking of suicide, like, dude, Anthony Bourdain was awesome. And he saw so many different cultures and so many different things. And he was so rich mentally. He had so much to offer. He was one of the dudes, like, like in retrospect, I would have loved to hang out with. And, uh... It sucks that he couldn't make it through the hard spins of this this life. Because let's be honest, we all go through really hard shit on an everyday basis. Everyone, no matter if you're Anthony Bourdain or Prince Andrew or someone great like Keanu Reeves, you know? I guarantee Keanu Reeves has gone through so much pain that it's made him the great person he is. You know, so... Vin's face says, uh, I follow a TikTok page called Beyond the Brick. It's all about Legos. Dude, Legos are the fucking best, man. Like, I'm addicted. Uh, There's a show uh, called Lego Masters that I watch. It's so awesome. I've been watching Lego Masters, but I don't like the endings. Like, I feel like they're really fixed. But these people just get all these endless Legos, and they're allowed to just make these creations and... And it's so much fun to watch, you know, because it gives me inspiration. Once you do a whole bunch of different Legos, you just you just build up experience, and then you just know how to uh, how to do it. And uh, I'll tell you my black experience from it, like my black period. I remember just being super competitive when I was a kid, and I was in this place called Kinder Care, and they had all these Legos. And this kid next to me was making this super cool, like, spaceship. And and all of a sudden, I was competing with him. And my spaceship was, like, turning out really cool. But I I wasn't working as fast as him. And I knew that we had a, like, I wasn't going to make it. And I saw him about to win. And instead of me just continuing going, I just broke my shit out of, like, anger. Like, so much, you know, you know, I was trying to compete. And it's like, dude, you're in kinder care. What am I, where does that come from? Where does that competition come from? You know, is it a learned behavior? Is it instinct? Because, you know, I don't know. But that's that's one of my first Lego memories. And so eventually, like, my point is I'm going to get uh, the same bricks because I remember them now and, and create the same thing I did when I was in kinder care. And who knows what kind of memories will come back just through that, you know, and even thinking about that now, <clears throat> I remember these kids just, you know, around that same time in kinder care, uh, taking a, a magnifying glass and burning these ants through the sun. And I asked them, well, why are you doing that? That's really not nice. And they got, I think they, I think they hit me or something, but 
See, these are the things that, like I said, the black period of Legos. <clears throat> There's definitely a science to it, because when we were in there today, like, you know, I'll tell you the truth, this, this lady who was older than me was working at the Lego store. She was probably 10 years older than me. Uh, I was buying a new um, Bad Batch uh, spaceship, ironically, uh, kind of like the one that I'm going to build. I, I bought this, this Bad Batch Lego set. And when I did that, you know, the lady came up to me and she asked me, she said, what's your, what's your favorite uh, character on the Bad Batch? And she's like, my son is, you know, like the, the big guy. I forget his name. She's like the big guy right here. And I go, well, mine's Crosshair. And Crosshair is like the guy that defected to the dark side, you know? Like he's, he went to the dark side and he was just total dick. And she's like, why is that? And I, and I said, because the pandemic, I said this in the middle of the store, the pandemic's been really hard on me. And, and she goes, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, I've got all these, I go, I've got this like, this, this really rough, line going down the middle of my face that I didn't have before the pandemic and something like has changed almost like I've been bitter like I'm more bitter you know and I've been frowning more and, and, and I've been just more sad because life sucks sometimes and so she just looked at me and it was like almost like a you know it was like a psychological moment you know sitting there telling this woman oh yeah well the reason I identify with this character in the show is because you know I'm aging and I and I'm going through changes myself and that dark side is a temptation that's always there and I feel it but I'm still gonna try to fight for the good side always you know so heck yeah everybody if you guys want to talk about anything tonight we got about 30 more minutes to talk about whatever you guys want. Legos, Beastie Boys, whatever. What's up, Lisa Lobotomy? You see this right here? This is a this is a, uh, an Ad-Rock shirt right here. And I'll tell you the truth, uh, the King Ad-Rock shares my birthday, or I share his. I was born on Halloween uh, in 76, this is 66, so we're exactly a decade away. So, uh, I've seen the Beastie Boys seven, seven, eight times. Uh, I went to that, that, that book, Beastie Boys book thing recently. That was awesome. Uh, I cried several times during the whole thing because it was kind of like the Beastie Boys saying goodbye to Adam and to all of us. And, oh, it was fucking depressing. But the Beastie Boys were the reason that, uh, I got into Buddhism, they're the reason that I got into Tibetan Buddhism, the reason that I went to New York to see the Tibetan Freedom Concert, to San Francisco, all these different things. And when, you know, Yao passed away, it completely, <clears throat> it's like one of those things where you're just, you're, you're going down life and everything's happy, you know, happy and, and good and then it's just like someone hits you in the face and, you know, life changes and you wake up and you deal with that person gone every fucking day of your life. So, yeah, um, Ben says there's only two Beastie Boys still around. Yeah, Yauk is, uh, Adam's somewhere around, right? He's in the multiverse. He's just not, uh, in the, in the living shell. And, uh, he was, he was my favorite. Like, I, I love Mike D and, you know, don't get me wrong, fucking... Ad-Rock's the best. I'm wearing his shirt. And and his chick has a company called Tease to Go or Tease Tease for Go. And this is her, her company. And when you when you buy the shirt, uh, it goes to like helping girls in Africa get an education. So like they're just fucking rad. Like, you know, and she's the lead singer of Bikini Kill. Uh it's fucking just dope. So anyways, yeah. They're a big inspiration. The Beastie Boys are. He, like I said, if someone can convince you to uh, be a, uh, a Buddhist or, you know, if someone can really influence your, you know, the way you think on that level, like, dude, they got to be important, you know, and, <clears throat> and it fucks me up, you know. Okay, this is the one thing I think of, right? And I think we talked about this too, Lisa, like, I had a I had an experience with this whole COVID thing. Um, I had the vaccination problem, 
and I got vaccinated and, and I just got really sick. I had to go to the hospital. I did all these tests and they thought I was going to die. And <clears throat> I thought I was going to die, you know? And then this happened this year. And the only way that I could get through thinking about how I could, if I was going to like die or not, was thinking like, yeah, like, fuck, if I die, well, at least like my heroes, the people that I really look up to, they're where I'm going to be going. Like, like, you know, Yauk is there, you know, John Lennon is there, like, my grandparents are there, my friend Sierra, Julian, Robert, two Roberts, Ken, all my friends are there, so it can't be that bad, but I feel that, like, a part of us just, like, we are like hermit shells, you know, and I feel that we really do leave this physical form and we just hop into that black hole of you know energy and we shoot out like a tidal wave somewhere else into another shell whether it be an animal or whether it be you know whether it be another child you know so let me read some of these comments tease for to go that's it kathleen hannah yep she's amazing i saw i got to see okay this is my this is my I got to see, I've been around, okay? So I got to see Bikini Kill in the 90s in UCI. They played this, like, um, this coffee shop, and I was just hip even back then. And I knew that Kathleen Hannah hung out with, like, Kurt Cobain, and I loved Nirvana, like, hardcore then. So I went to go see if he was there. And, and seeing Bikini Kill in UCI in Irvine, like, in the 90s was just off the hook because... It was just dangerous and it was just so much fun and seeing Kathleen Hannah just screaming at the top of her lungs in this like UCI quad scaring the shit out of everybody that influenced me to this day you know like how people say you know who's my spirit animal like Kathleen Hannah is my fucking spirit animal to this day I, I play on stage and I'm like if I could be half as cool as her up on stage I'm good to go you know and and, and that's for real that's how much uh, you know, that whole crew of people have influenced me, you know, the Beastie Boys and just Bikini Kill and, and, uh, those, those people, they, they're, they're great people. Um, you know, the, all those, those things where they're like, if you could bring one musician back, who would it be? It would be fucking him. Because like I said, I, he's the person that brought me to, to finding Buddhism and, uh, and I feel that Buddhism is just a way to, to deal with life on this plane, you know, in this body and accepting things that are out of your control and just being one with them. And uh, I just don't understand the plan always of why the fucking best people got to go first. You know, I mean, am I a shitty person or is he just the best? So anyways... comes my cat again everybody oh and then so then I got to see Bikini Kill again when they did that reunion uh, the last before COVID and it was so packed and it was awesome and uh, it was I think that was right around the same time as the Beastie Boys book tour and all that was really just you know kind of emotionally heavy because like I said I've seen the Beastie Boys seven or eight times I did a whole show I think I, I sent you that and uh it, you know, losing them is like losing a part of your, uh, your childhood, you know, or part of your soul, you know, and it fucking sucks. Just like everything, you know, when you lose someone close to you, it, it's totally hard. But anyways, what else did we talk about this season before we get too, uh, too bummed out? But I think the, the, the Beastie Boys culture and bikini kill and all that stuff will live into the future and be a part of culture just like give peace of chances you know and this is something i learned okay so you know that whole like john lennon um war is over i you know war is over if you want like i've been politicizing that forever and uh, i never knew that when world war ii was over that was the headline of the paper it said that it's like war is over and the actual titles was like japan 
has been defeated or more racist terms it was like jabs have been defeated you know and i was like whoa i didn't know that so but it shows that yoko took that jab racist word and turned it into you know war is over if you want that's just some random stuff i learned this season uh, i didn't know that and that's from uh watching my favorite show narcos guys haven't seen narcos please watch narcos <laughs> free plug for narcos that show should definitely have a season nine or 11 or whatever it is it's a great show let's see this you ready for this want to see some action look at that look at that look at that Thank you so much. I feel I knew I think that you are an amazing soul as well. You know, I'm glad that we met through this whole cyber, you know, world. It's trippy how we people connect. So I'm glad that you tuned in even for two minutes. I, I'm glad to meet you. Stay up, stay positive, stay on the planet for fucking 50 more years and let's see what happens, you know? So boom. Love you back. Rock and roll. Getting into something more. Uh, let's let let's her let, let's let her crash out. And what else do we get into this this season? What's on a more happy, happy, happy note? Definitely got into a lot of Star Treks. Definitely got into a lot of Star Treks. Hit me up whenever, for real, whenever, for real. Anyone's feeling bummed or ever feeling whatever, always hit me up. So. Okay, what else do we get? In? That was so close. I'm like 33 minutes in. If this thing crashes, I'm gonna be so effing pissed off. <laughs> I got my Thai tea. I don't want to do this all over again. It's only happened once, but like I said, with this new Wi Fi, who knows? But, uh, oh, the one thing that we discussed, which was rad, was, uh, was the disclosure of, of aliens. And this might kick off the Wi-Fi just because I said that. You know, Ancient Aliens just had their like 18th or 16th season. And uh, I covered like the drop of the information where the government told us that aliens, the US government told us that aliens were real and they had 133 uh, cases of unexplained extraterrestrial um, you know, evidence that nobody could refute. And people even came out and said, well, we refute it, it's not real. And the government's like, fuck you, we know it's real. You better deal with it. So seeing this and and, and having this ridiculous podcast uh, be able to report on this before anyone else, like, well, not anyone else, but but at least ancient aliens, who's like kind of like the, the all-knowing people on that, you know, in that syndicate, uh, was a relief, it was fun, it was awesome. And ironically, I kept thinking that, uh, you know, they would have the first episode, but obviously it takes them six months or five months to shoot their shows. And, and uh, it was cool to beat them to the drop and, and, and hear everyone's uh, opinion on what aliens are and, and what's going to happen in the future of us, because we're obviously evolving. You know, I think when the aliens start showing themselves through these technologies, which they have been for obviously the last hundred years or even thousand years, they're ready to make contact and, and that's crazy so that can only be one of two things they're gonna come here and fuck us all up and make us slaves or they're gonna help us evolve and then we're all gonna unify and hopefully the world will be a better place i kind of believe that more than uh war you know because like my cat i love my cat and i love when my cat's happy you know and i feel that it's advanced beings you know, I feel the same thing. They look at us like cats, like, oh man, these, these people need, they need to be rubbed and taken care of, because if not, they're going to blow shit up. That's what I think, right? And then hopefully we're peaceful with them, and then we sit on their lap and do what the hell they want, which is scary. But as long as there's love involved, right? Love. and understanding 
And I think some of the things that uh, have been interesting about this, you know, series so far is the understanding of just different people's angles, you know, like Dave Chappelle was a really big issue in this, uh, this, this series and is he turning out to be someone crazy like in cancel culture or is he just trying to show you freedom of speech is still there you know whatever it is I think Chappelle's deep down a good guy but um there's a narrative to everything and the media's in control and uh, they can spin anything we want and uh who knows what to believe and I think the point is you gotta go with your gut and you know, I think Chappelle's record of like 98% of his shit being accurate and 2% of it being questionable or maybe 7% of it being questionable, you know, I think he probably is coming from a place of love too and uh, could have some master plan up his, his sleeve eventually. Like, hey, I wanted to be canceled to show you guys like, look, this is how easy it is for everyone to just turn me off because I, I said a few things. But uh, I definitely don't agree with uh, the gender things that he was saying, you know. Uh, I, I like the whole special, once again, to go over it. It was a great special. But, uh, I don't know. I had, I had a, a, like a 14-year-old once tell me, you know, because I had some ignorant uh, views of, like, like when I first started learning about what the trans was and what was happening, I, I was ignorant. And then... When I had a 14-year-old just tell me, like, no, man, this is this is what it is. Like, some people are born this way, and, and, and they explained it to me on a level of, like, what it was. Then I was like, oh, I get it. And the ignorance was gone, and then there was no judgment at all because it was like, hey, you know, people are just doing their thing. If they're not hurting anybody, like, like hey, hey Now says, you know, love is all you need. It's definitely true. You know, and that's the one thing with this podcast that it's, it, you know, what does it all mean? I can tell you this, there's, it's, it's love plus, you know, compassion and understanding equals just a great outcome, you know, and, uh, who cares if it makes you rich or it makes you poor, as long as, you know, you're holding the door for the, the old lady and as long as you're like trying to do your best for mankind I think that's really where it's at and, and as soon as you start to you know realize that like you don't need to be okay this is karmic right we're just talking about this the song that just came on all is love this is karmic I didn't fucking do this Kara knowing the kids right this is dude that's what I'm saying it's all cosmic I don't have like a Fred over here doing shit I don't have Fred queuing stuff up. If I did, like, it would be awesome, but I don't. But that's the universe. You said love is all you need, and all is love is on. That stuff I can't explain, and it happens all the time. Like, all the time. And at that point, I, I think that that's just the universe going, you're correct. The multiverse is like, you're on the right path. And, and the more you start having these little universal connections, you realize, oh, shit, here we go. You know, <laughs> and it's, it's scary because it's true. It's really true. I know all the people that I love are on the other side and that's why it forces me not in a religious way to be good, but it forces me on a spiritual side to be like, fuck, I gotta do my best because when I get there, I know my grandpa and my grandma and all the people that I really love are going to be looking at me going, did you do your best? Did you do your best? Or were you just being a fucking shit stain? Are you just like, you know, wasting your life? You know, because we have this amount of time. This is what I noticed as we get older. We have all this time when we feel when we're younger, it's never gonna end. But when you get to my age, you're like, oh fuck, I only got like X amount of time left. And, and, and look at Rachel Nagy, okay? Her, me living longer than her already drives me crazy, you know? And we have Betty White, she passed this, this you know, really, fucking couple weeks ago like we, nothing's guaranteed and so I just feel that yes when we get to the pearly gates when it's all there as long as we continue that feeling of love 
that light will pull us through to the other side and we'll be with the loved ones that fucking helped us get through this life. And I'll get to see Robert again, get to see David Bowie again, get to see everybody, you know? In tune, definitely. That's, that's what it's about, right? That's really what it's about. It's being in tune. And, and, uh, my, my chick said something to me recently. She's just like, all the people that are here, they're meant to be here. And, and that like hit me on a real level. You know, all the people that are here are meant to be here. And I was like, dude, that's real. You know, and I want to stay as long as I can. You know, and uh, I got on the spiritual clock, you know, what do they say, or the, the, the human clock I have, probably 40 years, you know, and my friend Damien, he brought this up to me, he's like, oh yeah, bro, we're gonna retire in like X amount of years, but that retirement doesn't pay for, uh, it only pays for 30 years of your life, and I looked at him like, oh well, if I'm retiring at 50, and uh, you know, if I make it to 80, I'm gonna be lucky, and he, he, he looks right at me and he's all, no, you're in great physical shape. You're going to make it to like a hundred. And I'm like, I fucking hope so. <laughs> but you know, there's no guarantee. There's just no guarantee. That, that Blink-182 cat with, with cancer, I wish him all the, the, the love in the world. You know, I was listening to them today and I was just like, dude, this guy's a great writer. And uh, we are so gentle as flowers on this planet that, uh, and I, I'm stealing that from my grandfather. We are, we are so gentle as flowers that uh, I just hope that he gets everything he needs to stay alive and he can continue doing what he needs to do. So, sidetrack, sidetrack. This is the, the Detroit Cobras. If you guys haven't heard them, check them out. They're so good. They're one of the, I'm not kidding. I listen to them every day of my life. So, waking up today, hearing that she had passed away, it was, it just blew me away because I always thought I'd see them. And the fact that I don't get the chance to is, that's the one thing about live music, you know? The one thing about live music is it, it, it happens there that one time and it's never gonna happen again. And it makes it truly magical, you know? It really does. Like I said, Beastie Boys, I saw them seven, eight times. You know, Lisa Lobotomy, she looks so young. She, she I guarantee, she's ever seen them once because she's so young, you know? And uh, I was lucky enough to see them like seven, eight times. But it's getting to that point where, you know, I'm getting old and and I remember people saying like, I saw Jimi Hendrix, you know? And I'm becoming that person. Well, I saw, saw the Beastie Boys, I saw Nirvana. Like, I'm, I'm that guy. <laughs> but where does it come, where does it come from? Wanting to see people play music, uh, music and strum, you know, instruments and bang on drums comes from a place of love, you know? That's love as well. So anyways, guys, yeah, I covered a lot of shit this, uh, this season. There was tons. I, do you believe in God? We covered that. I, deliver, I covered cannibalism with uh, Michael Rockefeller. I found out that he got eaten by a tribe. This guy stabbed him or something in the heart and they ate him because he wanted to be king of uh, wherever. And there might be a kid out there that has uh, Michael Rockefeller's DNA and could be, uh, you know, could be the heir to the Rockefeller shit. We'll find that out in a couple, a couple, uh, couple seasons. And also, okay, uh, since this is the this is the end of the season, uh, I want to, you know, kind of ask, what do you guys want to? I'm going to continue. I'm going to take a two week two week break, I think, and uh, recuperate, get my head back together, and then. Um, what would you guys like to talk about in the next season? Because I got another 20 shows to come up with, 18 shows to come up with. You know, if you guys have any ideas, 
any um, things I haven't talked about, haven't covered in the three seasons that I've gone through, let me know, you know? I have no idea. I'm sure I'll come up with great ideas, but the, uh, you know, having, having input always helps, you know? Having, uh, having to know what's going on in the collective consciousness of souls is always good, right? It's always good. about before I end it all it was really it was really uh, the whole season was about this 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 matrix you know the the matrix uh, and kind of like how people have manipulated you know the awoke matrix movement to seem like it's for them you know like the January 6 people totally stole the woke movement and that is the matrix and 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 my final review of seeing you know this this movie on hbo recently was um i i liked it you know i'm easily uh impressed by things and i like to sit back and just watch things as uh something original and doing so <clears throat> i thought it was good you know and it, and it was different and it had a different spin and it wasn't what it used to be. And I think that's sometimes uh, a good thing, you know? Like, I I like the, the, uh, the different changes and just seeing Keanu as, as uh, in The Matrix again was, was interesting. Was it my favorite movie? No. Do I think they should continue it? No. But whatever. Who cares what I think? I and mean, who cares what critics think? If, if they got a good story, then fucking go with it. But it was cool seeing Keanu and and, uh, and Whitley or, or whatever her name was uh, get back together and, and then just go through all those changes. I thought it was great. So. Well, guys. Really bummed that we lost uh, Rachel. Bummed we lost Betty White. Let's hope that we don't lose any more in 2022. Let's hope everyone fucking stays alive, especially everybody watching. Stay alive. To me, it's whatever works. Topics, life, whatever floats on. The ebb of flow, the tides of the currents of life. I totally agree. I'll say that one more time because I was ripping up paper to be dramatic. To me, Brian says, who was on my, I think, last episode or the episode before, I think it was the last one. To me, it's whatever works. Topics, life, whatever floats on the ebb and flow of the tides of currents of life. I completely agree. And that's why I'm trying to go off on next season will be a less scripted it will be more just me coming on more like the pump up the volume you know you guys if you haven't seen it watch pump up the volume it'll be sometimes three in the morning it'll be sometimes two in the afternoon you'll never know when i'm on and i don't know if that'll be good for views but who gives a shit i think it'll add more spice to it you know so we'll see i'm gonna try to maintain 11 o'clock as much as possible but um, I'm still going to just be more s sporadic, try to interview more people. And, and Brian, you're always welcome no matter what. Whenever you want to be on, you can be on. And I love talking to you. Uh, it's, it's all fun. We got, to, we got to get crazy last week. And that was, that was one of my favorite shows. So this is about season closers. Talking to you was cool. Seeing, seeing how you lived and just getting into your life and like you said the the ebb and flow of the tides of currents of life we got into that and uh i think everyone's very similar and we're all you know we're all one you know we're all one 
and that oneness is created through love and you know fighting that fear i think that fear here's the fear and then the love just you know the more we believe in that love it conquers the fear and i think that's what uh it all means so far right love friendship patience understanding conquers love fucking love you guys thank you guys for listening to my show i'm gonna continue another season i'll see you guys in like two weeks it's been awesome so far i'm stoked that you guys give me shit because truly i give a shit about each one of you each one of you each three listeners that are listening hey now i love you brian love you Lisa Lobotomy, even you're gone, love you. You guys are fucking amazing. My cat's right here still. I've been drinking Thai iced tea and be up till four in the morning. You guys stay alive until next season. What does it all mean?